Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So then now let's cross over to Paris to hear from a professor who teaches in the city, has lived there for 20 years and has been puzzled by the choice of targets in at least some of these attacks, these awful attacks that so many of us woke up to over the weekend. Professor Alan Potovsky from the University of Paris Diderot joins us on the line. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, can you just give us an idea of what these last two or three days have been like for you? Well, I think there was a tremendous shock after the event, as um, I would think would be predictable. But uh, this evening I was out and about, and so it's been 48 hours, roughly, and things are coming back to normal. Um, cafes are open, restaurants are open, people are out and about and are anxious to, to resume their usual uh, Sunday night routines. Yeah, I mean, it's a surreal feeling, surely, as well, that uh, people have to carry on with life. But every now and then you must wake up to this realization that uh, 129 people at least died and, um, and that the city is being considered by the whole world as being potentially very dangerous. Yes, I met some friends for a cafe in the Montmartre area and I admit that we were all wondering about whether the particular cafe was safe and in, in other words whether the street in front of us were was uh, an easy getaway for either us or for anyone who would want to attack us but um i must say also that we're all very anxious to get back to our usual routines and not to let this attack affect us in in a fundamental way we're very saddened by the events, but Paris is very rich, very varied, resilient, and it's not a place in which this kind of a tragedy will, um, I think, will allow us, will um, humiliation or in any kind of uh, uh, sense that we're going to suffer the consequences for years and years down the road. We're ready to bounce back, in other words. There were a, a number of eyewitness reports that we heard, I'm sure many of us have heard over the last couple of days, in which um, you know, people described hearing what they thought was thunder, and then it <laughs> turned out to be much worse. Did you have any experience like that? I live 15 minutes by foot from one of the first areas that was attacked. Um, that is the the restaurant called Le Petit Cambodge and a, a bar called Le Carillon. We know these places very well. Um, but 15 minutes by foot can also be very far yes. um, in a strange way. So the answer, the short answer to your question is no. Uh, we were 
not directly involved in the attacks. We did not hear the ambulances. We did not hear the fire, the police cars. So uh, there is a relative um, abstraction to yes. the entire event, as for most people in Paris. I must say, though, that uh, today we heard that the daughter of a friend of a friend was killed at the uh, concert that took place um, that evening, and that that brought things back home. In mm. other words, if you don't know anyone uh, directly affected, there's a relative abstract, there's a relatively abstract level on which it all happens, but this does bring it back home that uh, this is a deep deep tragedy for so many parisians yes indeed so, so for you what was the story did you get a, a phone call was it a case of turning on the news and being shocked relatively yes it was an email that sent uh, things spinning into this strange zone in which you're constantly trying to get the latest update by TV, by Twitter, by mm. Facebook, but it was a, it was at home. It was not on the streets. Yeah. Uh, Must have been very yeah. surreal for you. Can exactly. I ask as well, I mean, following the Charlie Hebdo attack, Paris really came together, it looked like. For this attack to have now taken place, and drawing on what you said before, are we just seeing that resilience being redoubled now? I would say that Paris has had to take its collective breath um, this time as opposed to the attacks on Charlie Hebdo where um, many more people were out on the streets very, very, uh, very early, very much in uh, the 48-hour period after the attacks. Um, it, it, this had a sense of randomness in which young people were attacked, in which symbols of uh, a certain liberty that we all take for granted to go out to a cafe, mm. to eat at restaurants, to see a concert... Um, these, to see a f uh, soccer match, obviously, um, these were ex these were targeted um, in a way in which the earlier attacks in January were not. Yes. The earlier attacks in January were against Jews and against the liberty of the press. And there were there was a deep revulsion of against these attacks which were uh, very much at the heart of, um, which were against the heart of what makes France uh, a great nation. And so four million people out of a nation of 65 million came out on the streets in the Sunday following. Yes. Uh, this was an attack on uh, our youth, on our values that are in a sense, more abstract, not on everyday not life. Specific, yes. It was an attack on everyday life. Exactly, uh, an attack on what we take for everyday life. I think Parisians needed to take a breath and needed to ask themselves: Do they hate? Do they? 
the radical fundamentalist jihadists who who obviously organize this attack, do they hate our liberties more than we love our liberties? Just just very briefly, because we're running short on time, but I want to ask you, is there now this sense of, of looking around you and and you mentioned radical jihadis and, and finding it unavoidable to, to change one's perception of Islam. Because France is a country with, with a sizable Muslim population and a sizable immigrant population. But if anyone has even a passing interest in religion, there is this tendency to, to either blame religion full stop or Islam in particular. Yes, there are many perspectives on this. Um, some experts will tell you that these are just criminal criminal elements in the same sense that the the people who kill at random in, in the United States um, are criminal elements, psychopaths, sociopaths who simply have guns and are needing a pretext um, to do this. On the other hand, it is in the name of a specific ideology, in the name of a radical fundamentalist religious belief in which uh, France is the main target, uh, also, not only because of its involvement in, in Iraq and Syria at this moment, but because France is the laïc, the secular nation par excellence. Mm. It, it is very much resolved in its commitment to complete neutrality in religious questions and does not encourage religiosity as such. It's so a- I think that it's not simply Islamic fanaticism, it's all fanaticisms which yes. are... The, which are which are understood to be the opposite of French values. Well, perhaps and not all perhaps not all onlookers will be quite as balanced and reasonable in their view of this as, as you are, uh, Professor Potovsky. We thank you so much for taking the time to share your thoughts with us. Thank you. And good, good evening. Luck, and good luck with your first day back at work as well when that comes around. Professor Alan Potovsky from the University of Paris, Diderot. You can email your thoughts to us, efmthismorning at gmail.com.